Looking for a CRM that's more Canadian than apologizing for apologizing? Meet Client Connector. Imagine high-levels genius, now with extra Canadian politeness and a dash of maple syrup smoothness. Courtesy of Blue Cow Marketing's Decade of Wizardry in Business Automation, this is where tech meets Canadian charm. For just $97 a month, you're not buying a system. You're getting a hockey team's worth of support, minus the ice. It's all the CRM power you need, with the personal touch of your favorite local diner. Ready to make your business as smooth as maple syrup and as efficient as a beaver dam? Paddle over to clientconnector.app and let's get your business saying sorry for being so awesome. This week we're going to be talking about measurement, metrics, data, how do you make decisions? How do you properly set up the tracking on your website using tools like Google Analytics? What is GTM, Google Tag Manager, Data Studio? All those numbers and things that for most people don't make any sense currently. That is what we're gonna dive into with the help of Chris Mercer from measurementmarketing.io. But before we do that, I wanna give a shout out to our sponsor eWebinar. If you have been building and doing webinars over and over again, now is the time to do it more effectively with eWebinar, an automated webinar platform that doesn't lose the magic of a live webinar, but gives you back your time. If you wanna learn more, go to bluecowmarketing.ca slash eWebinar. Now, let's get started. All right, Chris, so today we'll want to talk about the data, the metrics, the, you know, all the kind of insights that you would gain from something like Google Analytics or Google Tag Manager. And that's what you're an expert on. I'm excited to bring this to the audience and excited to hear what you have to say. Thanks for, for joining me. No, I appreciate you having me, Sean. It's a pleasure being here. So Chris, now I know a lot of people have, have their websites uh, and they probably, you know, most people have Google Analytics set up, either their web developer set it up for them and they're like, hey, I put that on there. For most small business owners, they have no idea what that means other than it can tell me how many people have come to my website. That's usually what I hear, but it can do a whole lot more. Correct? Yeah, that's ex that's exactly right. And that's how it was for me too. So anybody listening to this going, well, that's, that's all I think I can get out of it. You know, that's everybody starts there, right? Mm -hmm. uh, when I first started, it was the same thing. It was, you could go to like those real time reports and it's kind of like, oh, it's showing me a little blips from all over the world, seeing my site and that's really cool. And then I know that like three users are using the site right now, like that's really neat. But then it's past that, it's kind of like, well, what else can it do, right? Like, mm -hmm. how does it actually help me to improve my marketing? And so what I did, what a lot of uh, marketers will do is they say, well, that's because, it must be because I don't know how to decode the matrix. And Google Analytics is this matrix that if I knew how to decode it, it would be just giving me all these instant, easy to follow signals that will make me a multi-billionaire with my incredible marketing skills because analytics led the way. And finally, I'm a data-driven marketer, right? And all this other stuff that we, that we tell ourselves. And that feels like a right answer because it makes sense on, on one hand. The reality though, is that is quite a myth. Um, and I know this from personal experience because that's the path that I went down. It's a path that a lot of people go down and it ends up being a myth. And the reason is, because of the, the initial belief is if I learn Google Analytics, I'm going to be an amazing when it comes to measurement, right? And there's a confusion between the tool and the trade. So what I mean by that is like, it's like saying, well, if I learn how to use a stove, I'm going to be an amazing chef. And it's like one does not make the other just because you use Google Analytics, even if you know where all the reports are, even if you know how to set goals, even if you know how to set up GA4 conversion events and all the other stuff that's happening right now. 
Even if you know all that, if you don't understand measurement, if you don't know what it's supposed to be doing and how it's supposed to be helping you, then it doesn't matter because you're implementing with no strategy. And that's where a lot of problems are, is, is owners don't realize there is no strategy that they have for measurement. And yet that's the last thing they think about. They never think about that. They think about traffic strategies all day long. They'll learn about copywriting strategies all day long. They write about funnel strategies or customer journey strategies or social media strategies all day long. But when it comes to measurement, people don't even think about it until they spend a bunch of money, run a bunch of traffic, and then they go, what happened to all that money? And then measurement comes to the table and poor Google Analytics has got to try to do its best to tell you what's going on. But it was never, ever brought to the table earlier in the conversation. It has no strategy. It was never designed to give you any sort of answers. And so what it does is just sort of, get, it sort of like, it just pushes out all this data, all this information, but there's no story, right? Um, the, the way to think about it is like, if I gave you a kid's book, let's say Goldilocks and the Three Bears, and I say, can you read me this book? Chances are excellent. You do a pretty good job reading me the book. Now, if I take that book back, I take out the pages and I rip up those pages into tiny little pieces and I smash them all between those covers. And then I hand you back that exact same book and say, can you read me the book of, you know, Goldilocks and the Three Bears? Simple book, kid's book, right? Easy to read. Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Can you read it to me? There's a lot of people right now that would be like, there's no way I could read that. But that would not be true because I did not change your ability to read. I just mixed up the strategy that was there with the book before. So if I took that same, and I, and, or if you took it technically, dumped out all the puzzle pieces that those pages are and put them all together, taped them all back up, you could actually read it. It's just that it's gonna take you a whole lot longer to get to anything useful if you do it that way. So instead, when it comes to Google Analytics, the way to think about it is by default, right? Meaning if you've just turned it on, right? And a lot of people confuse activating it with setting it up. They think they set it up because it put on the code on the page or a plugin was activated or they turned on that integration or to your point, the developer installed it, right? It's not set up, it's just turned on. And by default, it is a bunch of ripped up pieces of data. That's what it is. It's collecting a bunch of stuff, but it wasn't really designed to be customized or configured to answer the questions that you're going to ask it. So it just generically captures a bunch of meaningless stuff. Then when you're like, hey, I got a question, it's like, uh, I don't know, maybe this stuff helps. And it gives you a bunch of ripped up pieces of paper, right? right. It's a bunch of ripped up data. And then your job is like, well, I don't know what this means. Of course you don't. You're not going to. It's that's not how, because that's not how you use the tool. But, but that's the frustration that marketers find themselves in. And they go through that cycle over and over again. So the strategy to use this, that's kind of like the next natural question is like, okay, well, if that's true, then what, right? The strategy is really, how do you, how do you take this tool and get the most from it? And that's where you put in a measurement framework. You have to have a measurement strategy. First thing is realizing we have no strategy. Then you go, cool, we need a strategy. Then the next question is, well, what should the strategy be? It's really three simple steps, uh, but there's specific keys to each of these steps. So really, if the strategy is you plan out your measurement first, then you build it out using tools like Google Analytics, Tag Manager, Data Studio, whatever else. Then you launch it and you use the thing, right? And of course, the secret sauce is not plan it out, build it out, launch it. It's how you plan how you build and how you launch, right? Mm -hmm. So we can talk about those if you like. We can kind of get going. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure anyone listening, I know I'm thinking, how do you plan that out? Perfect. Well, let's do that. So then let's start with the planning process. Really three keys to that main step. The first is the questions, right? Very popular thing that we get asked all the time is what questions are we asking? We're not even sure if we're asking the right questions. What questions should we be asking that we're not asking? All that sort of stuff. And the worst thing you can do, and I know, because again, I have done this probably too many times, is Google something like, uh, questions every Shopify store owner should be asking, right? 
questions every e-commerce owner should be looking for Google Analytics for. The reports I should be using a Google Analytics for e-commerce owners. Because what you see is 12 steps for 12 reports for 45 questions for seven questions to never ask, a million other questions, and you get millions of blog posts and videos that just end up confusing you more than anything else because they are their questions, not the ones that you ask. Mm -hmm. So the trick to questions is not which questions, it's, it's the type of questions. And there's only ever two. And this is the challenge with this thing. You just ask results questions, which chances are you're already doing, but then you, more importantly, you ask how questions. So an example of a results question might be, well, how many leads are we getting? Or how many sales did we make? What's the average cart value? That sort of thing. The most important question though, isn't that. That's important. It's not most important. The most important is how did we do that? Was it a thousand people hitting the product detail page and then 40% added to cart? And then of those that hit the checkout, 50% completed and that's what caused the purchase? Was it because uh, 10,000 or 100 people saw our opt-in page and then 30 of them opted in and that's how we got our 30% conversion rate? Because when you understand how you're getting the result you're getting, you have two very powerful options ahead of you. One is if it's not working, you go, well, that's not working. Let's not do that anymore. And you know where to, to focus. Two, the most important, if it is working, you go, that is working. How can we scale this technique or this phrasing or the style over to other maybe products and services that we have? So you have to understand your results and how. And the trick to questions is because you're going through this framework, you, you don't go through the framework one time. You're going to go through this framework over and over and over again. I've been through it thousands of times myself and so has our team. But every time you go through it, you, you have a little bit more muscle because you have more experience using it. So when you start asking results and how questions in the beginning, they're pretty basic, like we just talked about. Then they get more advanced. So eventually you might say, well, how is somebody viewing the page? Are they staying on the page for 10 seconds? Are they seeing the testimonials for at least 15 seconds? Did they click on my product detail images in the product detail page, right? To sort of like virtually take it off the shelf. Are they doing those sort of behaviors? And you would measure for those, right? But those are not questions you would ask in the beginning because you can't do anything with that information in the beginning. Ask the basic stuff, but just ask results and how questions. That's all it is. There's only ever two types of questions. Ask results questions, ask how questions, and that's it. Don't worry about which questions are right. If it's a how question and a result question, you're good. Then you'll get naturally better at it the more that you do this. That's the first step is ask questions. The second step is collect the information to get those answers, right? What information will I need to collect in order to get the answers? So in the case of that, that uh, e-commerce uh, example we were doing where it's like, oh, I wouldn't be able to collect the product detail pages. I have to know when they click on the add to cart button. I have to be able to measure when they start the checkout process. And I want to measure when they finish the checkout process. And I need some e-commerce information so I can measure the cart details. And that's all the information I'm going to need to collect in order to get the answers that I'm asking, right, to those results and how questions. Then the third key to this, this is really the part that most people skip because they do not understand that they need to do it here. And that is actions. It's very important. Actions is when you sit to yourself and you say, okay, again, you could be a party of one doing this, but you say, okay, well, these are the questions I'm asking. Let's say the opt-in rate. I'm asking what the opt-in rate is. The information I need to collect, number of people who see the opt-in page, number of people who see the thank you page, because that's going to be able to tell me my opt-in percentage. What actions will I take? Well, if the answer is, and this is kind of the secret sauce, this is like, if this, then that, you sort of think about it like this. If the answer is lower than what I think it's going to be, then I'm going to do X. If the answer is higher than what I think it's going to be, I'm going to do Y. And if the answer is in the sweet spot, if it's just right, I'm going to do Z, right? So you sort of think ahead before you open up Google Analytics, before you open up a spreadsheet, before you look at any reports that tell you these answers, you think to yourself, what am I going to do based upon the answer I get? role play that. It's very, very important to role play. Because if you don't do that, what ends up happening is you end up getting a report. You go, I have no idea. What of course not. Because it's the first time you've ever thought about it. When in reality, a dashboard really should be like your car dashboard. It, you know, you look at your dashboard when you're driving, you see your speedometer. The very fact that you know that number instantly tells you, do I hit the gas or hit the brake? In other words, the actions naturally happen 
just because you saw the number. A marketer's dashboard should and could be that simple if you know to make it like that, right? Most people don't. They fill themselves with a bunch of data and then they're like, you sort it out. But that's going to be a losing proposition every time. So when you think about that planning step, you've got the questions, results, and how questions, you've got all the information, which is really the behaviors that we're trying to collect. And then what am I going to do with those answers if it's higher, if it's lower, and if it's just right? You think through all those possibilities. Then you move on to your build. This is where you're actually opening up a tool like Google Analytics, for example. Well, the first thing you'll want to do is make sure that it understands what results you are trying to get. It needs to be told that. So in a platform like what was, used to be called Universal Analytics or Google Analytics 3, some people are calling it, um, that one's going away pretty rapidly, but that one you would set up goals. In the new Google Analytics called Google Analytics 4 or GA4, that you set up conversion events. You just say like, this is a conversion for me. But you need to tell the platform what's the important behaviors that it should be looking for, right? The key milestone behaviors, in other words, the results that you're really trying to get from all this marketing that we're doing. So that's the first thing. Now we call that, the, the secret sauce to that is ACE. So you think about measuring for awareness of when they started the customer journey you wanted them to start, when they've completed the customer journey that you wanted them to complete, and then as they engage along the way, some different points. So a, a real quick like direct response marketing example might be, I'm going to measure when somebody comes to the Measure Marketing Academy page. That's our, our uh, training program for all this stuff. So if they come to the Academy page, when they see that page, that's aware. When they purchase, that's completing that journey. When they see the cart page, they are engaging in that journey. Right. And so now I can measure different stages of the customer journey. And what I will find is in the next step, when I set up my traffic, I can start to see different traffic sources are better at different parts of the customer journey. Some are better at awareness. Some are better at completing. Some are better at engaging. But I'll never be able to see that if I don't tell Google Analytics, hey, I need you to record when they're aware, when they complete and when they engage on this particular customer journey. Then you might have one for your brand and other products and services. So that's the thing on the build is making sure you've got results using that ACE model, right? Aware, complete, and engage. Then go to traffic. Now, traffic is making sure that the platform, in this case, Google Analytics, understands where your traffic is coming from. That's something anybody here can Google, just uh, Google UTMs, uh, if you haven't been familiar with those already. And that's how you do it. Little teeny parameters that you're going to put on the ends of your links and emails and podcasts, for example, we'll, we'll show at the end uh, of this how we're doing it. And you can measure for all sorts of different traffic sources so that you can start to go Google Analytics and they will tell you a natural story, which is the third part of this build. The story should look something like, well, Google Organic is really good at awareness. Facebook retargeting is really good at getting them to engage and collect emails. And then your email is really good at closing the deal within seven days. And you can measure for all of this stuff as it's coming through. And when you know that, then you can actually start saying, okay, I know how this thing is supposed to work. And then you can just measure to make sure it's still working the way it's supposed to, right? Um, so that's sort of the build process. You make sure after you've got your plan in place, right? And you've role played what you're gonna do with all the answers that you can make sure your platform understands what results it needs to get using that ACE model, where the traffic is coming from using UTMs. Again, anybody can Google for those, lots of places for sure how to do that. And then stitching it together in a way where the traffic is connected to the result. And that's that story setup. So sometimes that's learning how to use the tool a little bit to connect the dots, right? That's all that really is. So then once you've got your build done, well, now you're collecting all the information to theoretically get answers to the questions you're asking. Then you use the system, what we call the launch. So the first thing is listen. That's the first step, listen. Now, why do we say listen? Because there's a very real conversation that's happening between your users and your website. Just like you and I are having a conversation right now. I'm going to adjust what I say based upon what you're asking me and vice versa, right? We're adjusting our conversation because I'm listening to you and I'm responding and you're listening to me and you're responding. And we're, we're having this nice little conversation to hopefully get to a nice successful conclusion at the end of this. This is natural when humans work together.
digitally, digital marketers kind of just forget that humanity exists, right? Forget, forget, they forget human nature. And they're like, well, digitally, how could I possibly listen to, to the conversation? Because there is a conversation going on. The difference is you can't be there, so your website is instead. So if I'm on the website, I'm looking at your website, I'm thinking, well, do I want to do this? I'm doing that. I'm literally probably reading your copy and hearing your words in my head, like very real conversation happening. But if you're not measuring for it, you don't know what pages I saw. You don't know if I scrolled down. You don't know if I clicked on a certain button. If you don't know those different behaviors, you're ignoring my side of the conversation. So when you want to change things and improve your marketing, what are you forced to do? You're forced to guess. Be like, well, I guess maybe this is going to make it better. I guess we should change the offer. Maybe we should change the headline, right? Maybe we should change the entire phone. Maybe we should do webinars instead. This VSL thing isn't working. Maybe it should be long form copy because my, my friend at the lowest, latest mastermind said I should do long form again because it's coming back in. And people just do these random acts of marketing. This happens because they're not listening to their customers. So when you set up, you look for trends and patterns. And that's the secret to that. You look at trends and patterns. The goal is not to see how many exact people saw your site. It's to get an idea of trends and patterns. So of the people that see this, let's say, again, for us, the Academy page, how many of those will go to the cart? We know it should be 8 to 12%. Go to the cart page. Of the people that go to the cart page, roughly 40 to 50% should complete at whatever amount. And now we can start to understand how we're going to generate the revenue we're going to generate. And then our marketing department knows that too. They're looking for those trends and patterns, right? To see how people are interacting with that customer journey. So once they have those trends and patterns, because they're listening to the conversation that's happening between the users and the website now, then they move into that second step of the launch, which is forecasting. So once you've listened for your trends and patterns, you can forecast. In other words, and this is the other thing that people skip, uh, once you understand your recent past, you can start to predict your near future. And you can start to say, well, not what happened to the $1,000 I spent on Facebook last month, but what's going to happen to the $1,000 I'm going to spend next month. So that's going to give me 1,000 clicks. Of those, 30 to 35 should be opting in. Within seven days, 10% of those should buy it, an average ticket of 100 bucks, and that's how we're going to generate the money. And you will be able to measure against that because you have a very clear forecast. So you measure against that forecast, and that's what will tell you that third and final step, the thing that everybody wants to race toward all the time, which is where do we optimize? Right? Where do I focus my, my limited resources? What do I do to move the needle in my company? That's the optimization step. So what happens, the beauty of this system is once you've got your plan in place and you've, you've rehearsed your actions right, based on the answers you're about to get, once you've got your build in place, so it's collecting the right information, it's able to deliver answers in a way that's a connected story between which traffic is causing which results. And then you go to launch it and you've got your trends and patterns, you're forecasting, so you already have an understanding of how things are supposed to work. And then you measure against those forecasts and really fast, you'll see where you're hitting the mark and where you're not. Another way to think about it is you're going to find out this is where the conversation went south and we got to fix it. And now you, you can focus your resources on that specific piece and make it even better. And I'll give you an example of this. Um, when we did a, a change to the page, this is years ago, we did a change to the Academy page forever ago. And normally we think, again, matching forecasts, we think, well, the Academy should be 8 to 12% go to the cart. Let's say roughly half of them complete. So we would say, okay, 8 to 12%. We make a change. All of a sudden, we see this skyrocket, right? Initially, marketing's like, yeah, we did a great job because they're like 35, 40, 50% of the people are going to cart. I look at that and I'm like, that's, that's not right, right? Because I know if it's more than 15%, there's something off probably. There, there, there's something off. Um, so we look at it and we go, okay, well, that, that smells a little too high. That number could be too good. So that smells high. What's going on with the cart? And sure enough, cart abandonment rate was also going up. So this tells us what's the conversation the users are happening, having. The users are telling us we're going to the cart, but not with the intention of buying. We're going to the cart because we have a question and we're hoping we can find the answer there, right? So that's what they're doing. 
So now we look and we say, okay, well, if that's the mindset, we don't know for a fact that that's what's going on, but it seems like that's what could be on. It's plausible, right? So we go to the marketing team and say, well, this is what we think is happening. Marketing team says, okay, well, let's go back and look at the page. And, and, I, and I really like thinking about each of my pages in the website as a separate salesperson, right? So because my background is sales management, I think it's really, um, I, that's why I naturally do that. But I'm kind of virtually pulling over that page and saying, hey, buddy, uh, I know you're sending a lot of people to check out, but they don't have anything... They don't really want to check out. So I'm wondering, look, why are you doing that? What's going on? And it's like, what do you, what's your pitch? What are you saying? And it's like, oh, I'm telling them all about the academy. And you're like, that's awesome. And what else are you saying? Well, I'm doing this, this, and this. And then what do you do? Well, I ask them to go to the cart. Well, do you tell them how much it is? No? Well, then why are you sending the checkout if you know how much it is? And that's what had happened. They were looking at the page and they realized where they normally have the price right, right around the button, they forgot it. They just, that wasn't a super secret marketing tactic. They just forgot going too fast and it got removed. So people weren't going to the cart to figure out if they wanted to buy it. They were going to the cart to figure out how much it was. Then they were going back to the sales page, of course, to go see if it was worth it, which is what everybody does. Scroll to the bottom, see how much it is. Then you figure out how much it's worth, right? Or if it's worth it. So once we saw that behavior, we saw this within hours, by the way, that these numbers were changing so quickly. We're like, that's not right. Let's go back up. Ah, somebody forgot the price, add the price. And then everything came right back in line. So measurement told us what was going on because we were literally, again, the, when I say measurement, people think of numbers and that's true. But I really, truly think about it like a conversation and that I can hear the conversation. A lot of people going, ah, I'm going to the check. I visualize it literally. And like if this is an offline store and I'm like, all these people are at checkout and the poor checkout person's like, nobody's got anything in their cart. I don't know why they're here. You know, I don't, I don't know what to do. Stop telling this, tell that salesperson to stop sending them to me, you know, and then you go back and look at your pages and it becomes really, really simple to make changes now because you can see the obvious answers, which before it would be random acts of marketing. You'd be randomly guessing. I think it's a Dan Kennedy term, but it's like this random guessing that happens. You don't have to do that. If you have measurement, it'll tell you exactly what it is. I want to take a break for just a moment to talk about the importance of having the right tools to complete the job. No matter what business you're in, this is extremely important, even when it comes to your marketing. And over the last 15 years, there have been a lot of tools that I have worked with in my business and with my clients. And I've put together a page on our website at bluecowmarketing.ca slash tools, where you can find out the tools that we use to grow our business and our clients' business. Check it out, bluecowmarketing.ca slash tools. This is like, this is mind-blowing stuff here, just to, to think of how easy you've kind of just packaged it into, into the thought process. Now, you know, let's say you've you've had a website for, for quite some time, you've fallen into that bucket where, you know, it's been installed or not, it's just activated, I guess. Um, is which is all most people, which is most yeah, people. 100%, yeah. Is yeah. all lost or can you make use of that data and then actually set some stuff up now? Or can yes. is it basically like I should just set up a whole new one? It's a good question. I'd say it's a yes and. Um, okay. So it doesn't mean that what's back there is um, lost, right? To, to use your point. It doesn't mean it's completely wasted effort because there's something back there. It's just the quality of questions you might be able to ask are going to be mm -hmm. lower. This is, you know, they're going to be smaller questions it can ask. So if you said, well, I want to know, I'll give you an example. I want to know how many people saw the Academy page, even with no setup. If I just activate that thing, it can tell me how people saw a specific page, right? Well, then if I want to say, well, I want to know of the Facebook traffic that I sent to the Academy page, how many of those went to the cart, right? Now our cart, and this is an important story or concept here. Our cart is on Infusionsoft because we use Infusionsoft slash keep for our cart system. So you literally cross over to a different domain. So instead of being on measurementmarketing.io, which is when you're learning about the academy, then you click, yes, I would like to buy it. Well, then you go to infusionsoft.com. That's where the order form is. Well, because you're crossing over a, to a different domain, 
I have to tell Google Analytics, this is not a different site because it doesn't know it's your company still. It thinks it's a new website, just like if I clicked a button and went to your site, right? So it needs to be told, hey, these, these domains, even though they're different, they really are the same company. Please stitch these things together. And that's how you make sure that I can measure Facebook traffic and what sales came from Facebook at, at the end of it, all through that customer journey. That's the part that would require setup. Right, where you wouldn't necessarily be able to get those answers. So what will happen is you can ask beginning easier questions to get answers to, which is perfectly fine. As you go through the framework, you're going to ask bigger questions. One of those might be, well, how is Facebook uh, creating sales? And you, and you realize, oh, we're not collecting that properly. We don't mm -hmm. have that cross-domain thing set up. So in our case, the next time and when it comes into the build, right, because you're going through the framework again, you did your initial build, which maybe was just lighten the thing up. The second time you're going through the build, you're going, okay, well, you need to improve this cross-domain thing. Now it's time to set it up. Then when you go back again, now the information will be there. And then sure enough, you're going to ask a bigger question. You might say, well, we're measuring leads, which is great, but we have four different types of leads. And now we want to know which one of those leads is actually worth more in 30 days, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a whole other implementation that you're going to have to add to it. The trick to this is good enough to get going then come back and make it better later. Super important phrase, because most people get overwhelmed and frustrated because they try to do too many things. Because they say, well, this, this guy I heard on this podcast says I, I need to set it up, so fine, I'll set it up. But then they go, oh, there's this cross-domain thing. Well, I gotta go learn that. Oh, but, that, but now I do wanna know about those leads within 30 days, so I wanna know, oh wait, you can, you can do velocity of return, so I know when, they're, when a customer's worth on day zero, on day seven, on day 14, yes, I definitely want that. Well, now what's happening is this stuff requires so much muscle measurement muscle to set that up. It requires skill at that point. You don't have the skill to answer those questions yet. Not in the beginning. You can pretty quickly, right? Within 90 days, you can get a lot of these answers, but it takes some muscle, it takes some practice. And so the trick is you go, yeah, it would be nice to know what the customer's worth on day zero or seven or whatever, but let's just figure out if Facebook traffic is working yet, right? Mm -hmm. Get to the basic questions first, get good enough. Then you come back and make it better later. And that's the process over and over and over again. And then you get momentum and it gets a little easier. All the basic core lessons of measurement, once you learn them, they're yours, right? So you don't have to relearn them over and over again. And that's how you evolve it. So that's why I say it's yes and. Start mm -hmm. with where you are, because that's, that's good enough, but then make it better every time you go through that framework. Now, one of the common questions that I get asked a couple of times from, from business owners is, you know, my web person says, I need GTM, Google Tag Manager, you know, and, you know, maybe their, their Google Analytics was just installed directly on the site. When is a use case or is it the best use case to always use Google Tag Manager and then fire that pixel off of that? What? Great question. Great question. I, I, it depends upon the resources that you have. You know, we sort of right. keep it in perspective. If you're just a one person solo show, mm -hmm. it's probably better to use whatever the integration is. Cause again, I think that's good enough to get going. Right. Because mm -hmm. you're trying to like source products and, you know, or create products and figure out what, how to do Facebook or Google ads or SEO blogs you're writing every day at the coffee shop. Right. You got a lot of other things besides measurement going on, but you have to have some sort of measurement. So basics are perfectly fine. As you add, whether that's, hey, things are working really well and we added staff or we've got more resources or more budget. Now I'm spending money on, on media starting to go up a little bit more, that sort of stuff. You're going to want to improve your measurement because measurement gives you visibility into what's working, what's not and what's coming next. Right. So when you have that, the second you have that, I would go and invest time in learning Google Tag Manager. And keep in mind, Tag Manager, Data Studio, Google Analytics, these are all the measurement tools from Google. Mm -hmm. They're all free. Right. So Tag Manager, and, and here's how to think about it. Tag Manager was made to, well, let me back up a second. All measurement systems have three main things in common. They collect information, they 
which is typically behaviors happening on the site, that sort of stuff. They collect that information. They store that information in a database, right? And then they build reports based on that information. So like a platform like Google Analytics does all three. It collects information. It stores it in its database. That's the part that does with the scripts. Then it builds the reports and that's where you interact with it, right? When you open up Google Analytics, you look at the source media report or traffic acquisition report, whatever it is, that's where you're interacting with the data that's there. So that is fine, but Google Analytics by itself just collects basic behaviors, right? So there are certain points where you might want to ask, again, bigger questions that require more detailed information, more detailed behaviors. For example, I've got a problem. I know my offer to cart should be, let's say, 10%. I should have 10% of the people that see that offer page go to the cart, but only 1% of the people are doing that. What's the problem? Is it my headline? Is it the very bottom, my offer? Is it the copy that's in the middle? And if I just measure the page view, and that's all I have, I don't know. I literally have to guess. I'm like, I don't know. They saw the page. They didn't go to the next step. Your guess is as good as mine. So then you bring in something like Tag Manager, because Tag Manager has one purpose, which is its job is to collect. It is built to collect behaviors, and it can do so much more than Google Analytics can on its own. So you go to Tag Manager to say, Tag Manager, I would like you to tell Google Analytics when somebody loads that page, when they are there 10 seconds later, when they scroll halfway down and they are still there, let's say 45 seconds later, and when they look at the offer, the pricing table, let's say it was, the pricing table for at least four seconds in the viewable browser window. Tag Manager can do that level of granularity, right? And then I want to know when they click on the button to go to the cart, let's say, that click, I want to know. Tag Manager can grab all those details and it can send it to Google Analytics. So now you can have a little funnel that's, that's uh, made up. So I can say, well, if, let's say in our case, uh, and we call this eyes on the journey because we measure it through like the impressions, which is like when the page loads, then we measure, are they introduced to it? Which means, were they there at least 10 seconds, right? Were, were they interested? That's the 45 seconds and scroll. Did they investigate the offer, which is seeing a certain part of the page for four seconds, right? The pricing table area. And then finally, did they initiate to go to cart, which is the click. So everything starts with an eye, hence eyes on the journey. So what we'll do is we'll look at this and say, well, if Again, let's say we have a problem with the offer going to the cart. It's only 1% conversion. We need to improve that. We need to know where to focus. If the that eyes in the journey report says, listen, 100 people loaded the page, 90 of them were still there 10 seconds later. That says to me, we are matching the expectation and they're, they're going down. So it's probably not an above the fold issue because they're still there within 10 seconds. But if it said, listen, 100 people were on that page, but about 40 of them were left after 10 seconds. I know for a fact, there is an expectation mismatch. There's, there's something screwed up with how they got there. It wasn't what they expected and they left too quickly. So I either have to change that page or I have to change that, the, whatever sent them there, right? Maybe, they, maybe it was off, right? Maybe mm -hmm. it said like, hey, go get free t-shirts. And then it came to the Academy sales page. They're like, what is this? I'm out of here, right? Um, so that's, that's sort of the things of Tag Manager. Tag Manager helps you to collect more specific information, more specific behaviors so that you can actually see it in Google Analytics. And the beauty of Tag Manager is it doesn't just do this for Google Analytics. It also tells Facebook this. It can tell uh, Google Ads this stuff. It can tell other platforms this stuff. So it's pretty cool. And then all of your measurement becomes a little simpler as your organization grows. It's all in Tag Manager's hands. So if anything needs to be adjusted, it's there for you, right? Just sitting there. So that's kind of the beauty of Tag Manager and how it works with a tool like Google Analytics. And then you've got a tool like Data Studio. Again, you wouldn't do this day one, but as, you're, as you grow, 
you want better reports. Again, you want those marketer sort of car dashboard. That's why I always call mm-hmm. like your spirit animal when it comes to a marketer's dashboard it should be your car dashboard, right? Make them super simple. I want a little flow chart that shows like stick finger simple, what's working, what's not, and what, what I need to do. You can build dashboards that do that. Data Studio is built entirely for reporting. So because it's 100% focused on reporting, it is substantially better at reporting. So you go to Data Studio. Again, I love numbers. I'm numbers tolerant, right? I'm a fan of numbers. And yet I don't want to spend all day long looking at spreadsheets either. So I want to get in. I have other things to do in my organization. I go in, I look at my reports. I spend about a minute and a half, maybe. And then I'm back taking the actions that I knew I was going to take based upon the answers I just got because I planned for those, right? So using that framework. So that's how the, the three tools fit together. So in the beginning, start with Google Analytics. It's perfectly fine because it does a decent job at all of them if, or collecting, storing, and reporting. Eventually, you will grow into Tag Manager just collecting everything, Google Analytics just storing everything, and then Data Studio built where you actually interact with all of your data and build reports. Because Data Studio is also good because you can combine other data sources with it. You can pull in your Facebook spend from Facebook, compare it to the Google Analytics customer journey, maybe hook it into your cart for the revenue, right? So you can kind of see mm-hmm. what the result of everything was. And that's that's the beauty of that platform. So again, but it's an evolution and it's super important when you're listening to this to not go like, oh, I just learned what an ebook was and I'm just finally figuring out this online stuff. And now I got to go learn Tag Manager, Analytics, and Data Studio. <laughs> not at all. You don't. Remember, good enough to get going. Just use the basics and then go, th- go through the framework for sure. Use that strategy because it'll help you. But every time you go through it, you'll just get a little bit better, a little bit better. And when the time is right, you'll naturally be able to evolve into those tools and you'll get more from them because of that framework because you have measurement strategy and, and the tools are coming from the strategy as opposed to the opposite way. You know, Chris, I, I feel like the last like 30 minutes, we've just been in some master class where you just kind of just gave us like these eye-opening views into what we should be doing and probably what most of us aren't doing yet. But if you're listening to this and you're thinking, hey, Chris, he seems like a really cool dude. I think he can really help me. Is that a service you offer? Do you help people get set up and, and you know, everything kind of configured and planned and that way? Yeah, great question. Yeah, so we've got measurementmarketing.io is our main site. Um, our We have three different levels of training, mm-hmm. but our focus really is on training. I have a personal belief that organizations, I don't care how small, need to have measurement at the table. You need to understand measurement just like you need to understand how to make a, a site or use a Shopify store if that's what your platform is. You have to know these things. You don't have an option to not, um, and especially because you're listening to this. Everybody mm-hmm. who's listening to this, now you know. It's okay if you're ignorant, you didn't know, that's, that's okay. Now you all know you need a measurement strategy. So even if you just start off with a basic one, like the one we talked about, perfectly fine, right? Just to get practice and you'll get better at it. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's absolutely fine. Um, again, our, our main platform, our main purpose is to help companies get these skills at whatever mm-hmm. organi- level that they're at. We have a done for you level, uh, which is obviously the highest level uh, coming down. So our teams can help out. We have a done with you level. This is typically reserved for larger companies who have multiple people on staff that need to be trained. So like Mm -hmm. agencies do that or um, companies that might hire us to train their marketing teams so they understand measurement now. Uh, And then there's the do-it-yourself level, which is the Measurement Marketing Academy. It's kind of our flagship just-in-time training product. But we have all the courses back there. And so strategy courses. And then of course, how to use Google Analytics and set it up and how to use Tag Manager, the basics, the beyond basics of Tag Manager. Same thing with Data Studio. There's about 40 different full courses back there. Um, pretty substantial amount of training. Plus we have instructors that'll actually help you out. So you can send videos to them and say, I'm trying to get this thing to work. I'm not even sure. Or literally people will say, here's my website. I'm not even sure what to ask. What would you do? <laughs> where, where would I start? And, the, and there will be a video back from the instructor saying, well, here's what I would do. And here's why I'm doing it. And here's how it would relate to the framework, yada, yada, yada. 
and they'll help you learn these skills. That's kind of the beauty of the system is having real people. It's way beyond like, I lost my password kind of support. And it's right. nice when you get a video from somebody who says, oh yeah, just check this box. Here's why that's going to work. And you're like, oh my gosh, like it's mm-hmm. easier to see it. It's quicker and you, you can get unstuck and, and moving forward with the academy Excellent. that way. And you gave us a URL, measurementmarketing.io slash amplify. What will yes. people get when they go to that link? Uh, so that's a, a really good question. Thank you for that segue. So measurementmarketing.io forward slash amplify will take you to something where you can get a toolbox offer, which is our free membership level. So we have a free version of the academy, uh, which we call the, the toolbox. And what it does is it gives you access obviously to the Measure Marketing Academy, not all of the courses. We do give you access to one course, which I think is the most important, which is the Measurement Marketing Framework. That is the same framework you and I just talked about, just over hours and hours, right? It's deep dive into that framework. So for we give that out for free because I think that's useful for everybody to learn. And we have a, something called the Toolbox that's part of that membership that has a bunch of free tools in it. Things like the Traffic Tracking Toolkit. There's a Dashboard Toolkit back there for building out dashboards. If you're already using Tag Manager, there's Tag Manager resources back there. There's forecasting resources back there. There's eBooks that talk about how to set up your traffic made for beginners and people with some experience alike. Um, it's our way of giving back to that community. So again, measurementmarketing.io forward slash amplify will take you there. Chris, this has been amazing. You got me, you got me hyped up. I, nice. I want to go, go in and I want to, as soon as I'm finished recording, I'm going into Google Analytics. And, Mission accomplished. One right. more down. That's perfect, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for that. Excellent. So thank you for your time. Appreciate it. It's a pleasure having you. You know, throughout the years, I've, I've seen and used a lot of tools in my business, and a lot of them I'm still using to this day. And I get asked many times, what tools and equipment do you recommend? So I thought, hey, let's put a page together on the website, and it is now live, bluecowmarketing.ca slash tools. And on there, you will see a list of the different softwares and tools that I recommend and use in my business. We've got eWebinar, we got Keep, we've got Loom, we've got Jasper. Um, And then also for podcasting, a lot of people want to know what kind of equipment do I use. All those links are there. Check it out, bluecountmarketing.ca slash tools. Looking for a CRM that's more Canadian than apologizing for apologizing? Meet Client Connector. Imagine high-levels genius. Now with extra Canadian politeness and a dash of maple syrup smoothness. Courtesy of Blue Cow Marketing's Decade of Wizardry in Business Automation, this is where tech meets Canadian charm. For just $97 a month, you're not buying a system. You're getting a hockey team's worth of support, minus the ice. It's all the CRM power you need, with the personal touch of your favorite local diner. Ready to make your business as smooth as maple syrup and as efficient as a beaver dam? Paddle over to clientconnector.app and let's get your business saying sorry for being so awesome.